Hey, sports fans, welcome to the Greg Medford Show. Greg Medford here, your host. Instead of at the factory, we're on location, Atlanta Blade Show 2023. This is the big get-together for knife nerds globally to come in and talk about sharp shit, compare their beard oil, uh, <laughs> talk about what we late... Uh, what, what's the coolest grooming products for if you're stuck in the woods or post-apocalypse? It's all here. <laughs> um, even people that make knives you would never actually use are here. There's kids with bloody hands flipping Bali songs everywhere. Yeah, all the band-aids, man. We've got a burgeoning trans community that are here <laughs> transing with their flipper fucking knives and all that stuff. So it's just hilarious what's happening here. I saw a six-foot-six clearly boy with multiple colored hair wearing a bra. Did you see the French maid? In a dress. No, just, I didn't oh. see the French maid. I heard about somebody with a cat tail also. Yeah, they were definitely like, done here All well. I can say is it started out really manly some years back. What the <laughs> fuck has happened? Now, here's, here's a testament to America, okay? Nobody's <laughs> been taped to a truck and drugged down the road. Give we it just, time. We just shrug a little bit and sell them a knife. Uh, hey, where are you going to put it? You don't have pockets in your dress, Bobby. And then, uh, <laughs> then they they put it. Uh, you know what are you gonna do? I don't even know what's going on anymore. Our next guest, Joe Flowers. Joe, how you Howdy. doing? Good. I've been coming here ten years, and uh, I agree with you. It's definitely been a different Blade show. It's tra- the people. show is transitioning. Yeah, yeah. Emphasis on what you just said. What do you identify? <laughs> what do you identify? Waka waka. I still identify as a male knife maker. Yes. <laughs> I'm a attack helicopter who loves Magna Cut. <laughs> We're going to talk a little shit today, you guys, about um, Magna Cut. About Magna Cut. Um, life, sorry. I know that everybody's really enamored with it, and it's the latest thing. I think as a knife maker, if you're selling Magna Cut, you need to go back to your design room and make some cool shit. Just design some cool stuff. Yeah. Um, with, with, give it's me like your... 440C. You know, that was huge back in the day. And then, like, everything, like, it broke... Well, there wasn't internet back then, but that like broke the world. And now MagnaCut's there, and I'm not gonna talk complete shit about MagnaCut, but man, it's almost not worth the the like 50 belts that you have to grind on to get one. You know, uh, there's gonna be people who be like, "Oh, Greg, you just don't know what you're doing, or you guys just yeah. don't know how to work it." See, this is actually not the case. Um, the stuff, <laughs> you know, they're they're. Can we make things harder? Yes. Can you make things longer? Yes. Can you make things thicker? Yes. But it doesn't always mean you should. Right. Um, part of the you know, challenge for my universe is, and yours is we're making stuff for people to use out in the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're making stuff that soldiers are going to carry, not just city nerds yeah, who, who want to brag about the, the sharpest thing ever to exactly. open their envelope and, and at work. It, which I have. I have that sharpness tester, and I've tested MagnaCut on it, but like, I'm still back at home just using a file half the time just to get like an edge on my stuff out in the field. And I like being able to manipulate steel. I call me weird, but I like sharpening shit out in the field. And, and man, MagnaCut, you know, when it takes two hours to sharpen it, that hurts. If I there's, have to just have diamond stones, that hurts. So there's this, there's a kind of bifurcation in the knife community, right? And and this knife makers were always trying to like, what thing can I satisfy the most amount of people with to cause the least yeah. amount of grief? And it has always been pretty accepted, somewhere between 58 and 61 on the C scale yeah. for Rockwell hardness. Yeah, yeah. Got, got you enough edge retention, yet enough um, toughness and the ability to sharpen. 
Right, right. And right. when you, when we got into the high performance steels, we got in, when you get into 61, 62 Rockwell. That yeah, it's hard for me. I it mean, starts but, getting hard to sharpen it. Yeah, but I'm a machete guy, so I'm used to like 52, 50 Rockwell, and right. I'm, I'm happy with that. Just being a a, a dirt nerd, um, but man, it when you have with any steel, not even Magna Cut, if it's like 64 or something like that, and it just skips along whatever sharpening medium you have, you. you I'm lucky to have a belt sander to go yeah. unfuck my uh, blades, right. you know, but out in the field, I don't have that. And, and so there is that. That's honestly why I like H2 and H1 a lot more is because I can just, okay, cool. I can strop it real quick and, and, and be good to go as far as like a super performance um, abrasive. However, I'll still use MagnaCut, even though I rusted it. Honestly, guys, I've, I've rusted MagnaCut before, but I'm stupid with blades. Everybody's gotten super gay, and I don't mean that in the <laughs> way. I mean that in the, like, ah, you jammed up in your head way. So Imagine uh, 10 years later, dude. I don't even like working with this stuff, quite frankly. Like, I, I, I understand why, yeah, dude. It's yeah. an investment in your, in your... But 10 years later, we're going to have, like, 14 lightsaber steel V, and everybody's going to be flipping their, their bow songs with that, too. Yeah, and uh, Joe, <laughs> tell me a little bit about what you do. Um, so I go down the Amazon jungle... Um, and I learned from indigenous who can take a broken butcher knife for $3 and out use my magna cut and make me feel like a kid. Um, but uh, I deal with indigenous tribesmen who really teach me a lot about using knives out in the bush. And um, I wrote for like Tactical Knives Magazine back out in the day. And I used to be like, everybody's pain in the butt because I'd actually go out and get their knives rusty and stuff too. So um, I'm a knife designer. I design for Condor, uh, Artisan, Tops. Uh, everywhere from the U.S. all the way to uh, Taiwan and stuff too. So um, I design for everybody because I'm a hoe. But um, more or less, uh, I love knives and I like sharing that passion. Um, mostly in until I start seeing like people like doing breakdance tricks with their knives all over the floor at the pit. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I I uh, I kind of look down my nose at the Bali song thing. I'm like, <laughs> fuck off. But I'll tell you something. Um, I went by the Squid Industries uh, owner. I saw them. They had like a whole little area for like, cut yourself here. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. And I don't know. I, I already forgot his first name. Oh, let me see if I can say his first name. You know, here. as much as... Lucas. <laughs> you look like me when I'm out in the bush. <laughs> Put his hand. Put your hand into the camera right here. So next year we're doing a first aid thing for the Bowie Songers. But, you know, as much crap as we can talk about that, they are the next generation of people who are going to be investing in I products. was just going to say, yeah. I walk around a lot of the, uh, where I see the most activity is down at the Squid Industries booth. Yeah. Okay, so and this guy, Lucas, uh, his parents were Vietnamese refugees, had a wow. machine shop up in uh, Fremont, California. Really? He grew up in the machine shop. Business got a little slow, and he started dicking around with knives. He's a young guy, just got engaged. He came up. He was very deferential, really respectful, and yeah. was like, hey, I saw your Bali song. Just wanted to talk to you about it. And he's like, can I play with one? He played with it. He's like, man, this is really cool. And we talked back and forth, and then uh, he's like, hey, please come by if you get free. I went over and talked to him. One of the nicest guys in the building. Really? He's making wow. his own stuff all in America. I can respect that, He's too. making his own niche. He's got 25 or 30 people all using his stuff in his booth. He's giving them a little safe space to do it in. 
And it's a weird crowd, but kids are weird. Yeah, I don't want to yeah. be like a backward-looking old stodgy fucker, but <laughs> you know what? There's the, plenty of those already here at Blade Show. Those kids, kids are going to get some pussy, and they may set that aside and get into real knives, but <laughs> really cool. I mean, yeah, pretty neat. And, you know, honestly. Because, you know, when you get a first time you get with a girl, like, your toys go to the side, and it's like, can right, I get a Camaro? Right. And, can you know, <laughs> I want a real knife. <laughs> I'm waiting for the Camaro Bala song. Yeah. Uh, those guys got to leave it for some of the rest of us. But, um, you know, getting into here and being young, that, that was a big deal to me. I started when I was like 26 designing and all that. But, like, Stephen Dick of Tactical Knives Magazine remembers me when I was 12 coming up with band-aids all in my hands at the NRA show and remembered me when I started writing, Bobby, for Tactical Knives. And um, that was a big deal to, to bring somebody in the industry. Now I'm, I'm being... I'm being uh, podcasted by Mr. Medford here. And, and I just started when I was getting uh, 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 with, with, with uh, awkwardness. Um, probably don't get as many girls as the Battle Song guys do, honestly. I don't think they get any girls. Yeah, well. No, I'm pretty depends. sure they don't. <laughs> no, I, I, I could tell. Like some of them, when they come up, you know, they get ready to buy a $700, $750 knife. I'm like, hey, listen, you're 17. <laughs> Let me square you in a couple things. Like if I could, for half this money, let me give you some clothing selections, haircut selections, <laughs> yeah. Dude, how to wait, shake wait, hands. I'm, I'm sorry, kids, but that dang fro, you all look the same right now. Um, and, I can't tell the difference between anybody. And I, yeah. and I mean that for the kids I mentored, too. Do something different with the hair. Everybody wearing the afro right now, it's driving me nuts. Well, it's hilarious, but... <laughs> Uh, but I'm like, hey, there's this really cool thing called girls. And when this, like, <laughs> let me connect this for you because you don't have to be a virgin forever. <laughs> but Call of Duty said I could do that. Not making fun of the game, by the way. But, uh, you know, uh, anyway, that, it was kind of hilarious. Uh, you got anything here you'd like to promote or any new things you're working on right now? Uh, yeah, I work with um, uh, Condor Tool and Knife, and we have some mid year releases. Check them out on CondorTK.com. If you want to go cut shit down in the bush of the Amazon, um, come with me, Bushcraft Global. If you're a knife guy, we're doing stuff where you make knives for three days and then use it in the jungle. So, uh, yeah, come on down, bushcraftglobal.com. Uh, My website sucks because I'm too busy, too busy cutting shit. But, um, yeah, check us out on Instagram, all that stuff. Best vacation ever. Yes, Bobby Bushcraft has been down there. Also, check out Bobby Bushcraft, the minion uh, that's behind the scenes right now. So uh, you have a business where you take people on adventures down there. Exactly. Yeah, it's all knife-based adventures. So they deal with indigenous tribes. You get to eat piranha. Um, if if you're lucky, the indigenous will show you how they monkey hunt. I'm not uh, 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 a night a uh, hunting salesman. So um, if you're lucky, they show you some stuff. But every single time when they're bored, they're like, "Hey, man, we can't find any." Uh, um, insects so they just whittle a callus off of their foot put it on the hook catch some piranha and then catch more piranha with the guts from the other one you say they whittle a callus off their foot yeah yeah they don't wear sandals you know like i'm the croc guy down there i I don't care what anybody else thinks about crocs they freaking love them um bobby gave me his crocs but uh yeah so they they one time i was with alberto this guy used like a, a yukuna tribesman and he's like, yeah, I don't feel like looking for insects. And he just grabs a machete, whittles off a callus off of his uh, heel, puts it on a hook, throws it out there, and, and catches piranha. And I'm just like, what am, what am I doing? What am I doing with my life? I wasn't walking around with bait before. I didn't know that. <laughs> That's kind of awesome. That's his Monday. <laughs> so it's incredible. He's an incredible uh, guy. He needs to be here. 
What, yeah, what, I'm trying. Where is this? What country? Uh, it's actually in three different countries: Peru, Brazil, and Colombia. The Tres Fronteras, which is kind of the tri tri corners, uh, where you can walk five minutes into Brazil. If you're there for more than uh, seven days, they'll stamp your passport. But I know all the commandos and all the guys down there. They're all really, really nice. Very safe. Um, and, What's it cost and, to do a trip with you? Uh, well, this year it's twenty eight hundred. Next year I'm going up to thirty eight hundred. Um, that's for twelve days, um, all inclusive except for uh, your plane flight and and liquor, honestly. Um, so that's about it. But um, if it doesn't change your life, uh, I give people their money back. And if you're a knife dude who loves it, um, I will tell you this: I've had twelve trips down there. Dan Easton, the Dogwood Custom Knives, is coming down for his ninth or tenth trip. So it's incredible. Are there uh, bathrooms? No, we, we make a hole. We actually oh. have like a whole patch for this the shit a, this shovel. This is a use. deal breaker for me, you know. Uh, like, well, we, we do other stuff too where there are bathrooms. I'm Even a recovering three. Marine. I, I don't, I don't, uh, I'm so freaked out well, by bathrooms well, these days. Well, for the knife making thing, for the, for the knife making thing, three stories up in the canopy, there's plumbing and a, and a shitter. So you're in good to go. House. In a tree house, yeah. So and, and we have stuff to make it more posh, you know, beds and and like really like nice places too. If you want air conditioning, um, we'll just put you where the last National Geographic dude stayed, um, which is Hotel Anaconda. Um, that's cool too. You can like, it, it, it's really cool. It's great with the air conditioning. Except there's this freaking macaw that is really loud. You know, one of them big birds that always is at a pet store. Yeah. They have one that lives near the uh, pool, and I was about to slingshot that son of a bitch because he would not shut up. Just loud, huh? Yeah. Well, now he's. I think he's learned his lesson with all the gringos down there slapping him, because uh, like seven o'clock in the morning, I don't want to hear. Rah! But uh, that that that's about it. So there there's like a posh version of the trip that we're able to accommodate everybody from. Yeah, and then there's like a hardcore one. If you want to go shank some electric eel, we got you. So, oh my god, yeah. hilarious! Um, is uh, is there is there malaria in South America? There there is, but um, I'll tell you real quick about malaria. Um, you know Lyme disease in the U.S. Yeah. Um, all that stuff too. Doxycycline is something I recommend. You don't have to take it. Of course, on the internet, we recommend anything that the CDC says. Um, but. Uh, I use doxycycline for me just as a clear out because I hunt a lot just in case I get it. My wife got Lyme's disease, you know, my kids have had it. So I, we just do it every year as something to clear out Lyme's disease and it happens to take care of malaria. So me personally, I time it at the same time. Doxy is the only thing I take. You take it once a year? Yeah, yeah. But only when I'm down there too and I kind of for double reasons. Or you could do hydroxychloroquine. Yeah, yeah. One a day. Yeah. One a day. While you're down there. Yeah. And and honestly, um, some I'll say this on the internet, I don't care. Most of the time when I'm down there, because I'm insured by myself, um, I don't take anything. And it's very, very comfortable. Where you get into the problems are around the humans, around the, the cities. That's where malaria is more more um, more of a problem. Prevalent, but yeah. like yeah, if you, you just How about bugs? Tell me about bugs when you get down there. This is stuff people are gonna ask me about. Yeah, bugs. Um, not bad. I'm an entomology major, so I love bugs. Um, uh, minor, but uh, no mosquitoes. Uh, yeah, a at the time we take them down, you can go take a piss outside of your hammock and you don't have to like jiggle and shake like in the Everglades. But um, everything else, if you don't like spiders, um, I've cured ara uh, arachnophobia like for three different people with some friendly tarantulas there down there. There's also the boner spider though that gives you what's it called preapsis. Yeah, they're looking at it for Viagra. That thing's everywhere, but only Gordon. Gordon seems to be the guy who gets bit. Wait a minute, why do they call it a boner spider? Because you get you get a boner for like 72 hours straight. If one of these spiders bites you? 
Yeah. Well, they're they're assholes, but like you really have to like poke at them to get them to actually bite you. Have you been bit by one? No, I haven't. Oh, right. And I've been going down there ten years, and I screw with them. Yeah. Well, Gorin, Gorin. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, Bobby knows Gorin. Gorin speaks five different languages. He's a Serbian dude who lives down in the jungle in a treehouse. Hey, dude, you like knives? I love knives. And now he's my best friend in the world. But uh, he's a knife maker too. And he forges stuff down there in the middle of the jungle. He's like, hey, Joe, look at this. He's taking pictures of coral snakes right next to his forge that happened to pass through one time, no just once. Tools. Yeah, no power All tools either. Hand. And he's just a, a dude's dude. He's the most hyper-masculine, unmasculine dude I've ever met. That's hilarious. But uh, the bugs aren't so bad down there. Um, okay. I got hit by a scorpion one time. That sucked. But I just took some rum and a Benadryl, and I was fine. All so right, that's about all it. right. D duly noted. It sounds like an adventure. <laughs> yeah. What language do they speak down there? Portuguese, um, uh, Spanish, and then the Matisse have an unwritten language. This is Matisse. I'm slowly learning. Finally, I got in contact with a grad student who is uh, uh, learning how to write their language. Um, they were first contacted in like the 1980s, so they're real primitive. Um, but they're doing a good job of you know, not becoming alcoholics and, and you know, like uh, uh, more or less like one of those guys who just is on the side of the street. They're still keeping their um, keeping their heritage. And, and honestly, um, I don't care about saying this. We pay them to show us what they do on a Monday. And they appreciate that a lot more um, than just, you know, fishing and, and stuff, too. So it, it's been a really cool relationship with that tribe. That's one of six tribes we work with. The other guys, they're a little bit more modern. Um, they can speak uh, uh, Spanish and a lot of English cuss words um, but other than that they'll show you how to like fix a broken tire with a machete you know it really gives you a, more of appreciation for edges cool you know? cool well uh, Joe sounds like you uh, live in quite an adventure uh, I tell you what it, it always is here in the industry you know how it goes yeah well pleasure meeting yeah, you yeah thank Thanks you for so much for, you for your time by this. ah Doug's life we're full hey, of hey you guys check out Joe Flowers you can go find him where can they find you online Bushcraft Global um, Condor Tool and Knife, but bushcraftglobal.com, and you can see all the other stuff I do. Uh, Tops Knives, Artisan Cutlery, CGRB, all of these other you know knife companies I work for. Work Tough has a new knife this year that I just designed, and I'm um, pretty gung-ho about that. So, yeah, that's all. Thanks, well, that, guys. That's the first for the Greg Medford Show. Uh, getting schooled up on the boner spider is just something that... <laughs> I'll bring you one back. I hadn't thought. Oh God. <laughs> That's all the trouble I need. I have enough trouble with my own boner spider. Uh, <laughs> you guys, thanks for being here. You can check us out over on uh, iTunes, Spotify, and Rumble. Uh, the Greg Metford Show. Thanks for coming by. Thank you.